welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 459 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing very good, very good. The sun is shining. I do love it when the sun shines. Uh, I know. I mean, it's getting, I think it's going to hit like 18 degrees today. And usually warm spring weather. Nothing to worry about, I'm sure, but yeah. um, I'll be running around the garden naked. That's the case. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it does make it does make a big i'm sure we'll have a springtime episode soon where we talk about the the effects of weather on our on our mood but it does uh it does uh, it does have a huge impact on mood doesn't it yeah you can feel it you just go out and stand in the sun and just feel the sun on you just close your eyes and feel it yeah and it, i was like uh you yeah. know what you know wally the robot pixar movie wally yeah he charges up in the morning doesn't he bah. Yeah, I felt a bit like that the other day sitting in the garden. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gorgeous, love it. Yeah, um, you've just done your COVID test, haven't you? Live, well, live to an audience of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're sticking a negative. swab up your nose. You're all clear. Yeah, yeah. I do one because I'll be off to the factory, so I go and make sure I'm clear before I go, um, yeah. just so that I know. Because uh, I mean, because everything's on the increase. I mean, obviously, it's on the increase in the workforces as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's defo doing the rounds. We had a bit yeah. of a scare in the house yesterday. My, my son had a, woke up with a, a flush cheeks and a temperature, so the school advised us to get a PCR test. So uh, we both did them in the end because I went down to the uh, one of the drive-through, walk-through centres, and. Uh, Got the test back this morning and we're all clear. So, yeah, I think actually that's my, the first PCR test I've done. I've, I've done a few home lateral flow ones, obviously, but it's the first time I've done one of the uh, ones at a proper COVID centre. A real one. A real yeah. one. It's so exciting. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. We're all fine. We're all fine. Did, did you catch the local thing about the park gate being on fire? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I- I went down there yesterday, I had some time just to check it out. So I thought I'd, I took the van down and had a cup of coffee. Um, and it's not as bad as I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be completely burnt out. But yeah, wasn't. so for those listening from further afield, yeah, it looks like some some kids or some people set fire to some marshland at Park Gate. It's quite a famous mm-hmm. part of Wir- the Wirral Peninsula. Actually, it's part of Cheshire mm-hmm. County Council. Yeah. But it's, you know, uh, yeah. But yeah, the fire spread. It was quite dramatic. The photos looked it looked like some yeah, yeah. rings, like Mordor, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, oh my god, you know, we've lost all it all, but it was it's only a bit of it. Yeah, thank God that went up, and there yeah. were loads and loads of birds still there flying around and sorting themselves out and creating nests and things. I thought, oh, thank heavens for that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I'm sure it'll kind of regenerate quite quickly, but we'll see. But um, yeah, I've seen the. the drone footage from the air and it, it was quite interesting how it's kind of didn't spread too far in the end thankfully yeah, it, was, no, it, was it was crazy it was crazy but they, they were making fire breaks weren't they so i mean all, all power to the fire guys who knew what they were doing so, yeah you've got a big no 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 you've got a big weekend coming up haven't you because um 
It's belated birthday time for Edward. Yeah, finally getting to celebrate my 40th with some friends and family. So, yeah, looking forward to that, having a drink and all that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it will be cool. People actually meeting each other face to face. I know, yeah, it's, I can't wait, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great old laugh, but uh, yeah, 40 yeah. years of age, eh? you'd have thunk it. I don't know, <laughs> you don't look um, a day over 55. Well, it's because I'm just so happy all the time and we're talking about that today, aren't we? Like how happiness can be infectious and how we can spread a little bit of joy, even in these strange times of pandemics and uh, kind of proxy wars and actual wars and all that kind of stuff, so uh yeah, we'll come on into that in a sec. Sean's written a blog post, as ever, that's at liveinthepresent.co.uk. Uh, so check it out and sign up for the email list. So we'll send you weekly alerts for the show and you will get free meditation files, morning and evening relaxation files, which I'm sure I can see on our little list of notes is might get uh, mentioned. Not, I mean, not just the files we use, the MP3s, but meditation mm. in yeah, general. Yeah. So um yeah, yeah. How come you? What, what, what prompted this blog post, Sean? And why are we talking about happiness, man? We're supposed to be talking about misery, aren't we? And doom and gloom. Well, it, it's interesting. Just in the conversations I have with people, obviously I have a lot of conversations. Um, but the um, that idea that we spend our life talking up how bad things have been, and it becomes infectious, and it's on the news, and we can't get rid of it. <laughs> and and the opposite is that we talk up. Um, we reverse, you know, we start, let's get into the positive. Because there are lots of good things going on. You know, um, I don't know whether you, whether you caught it, the, the little girl in the Ukraine who was singing the song from um, Frozen. Frozen, yeah. Yeah, but then she went on to sing the uh, Ukrainian national anthem to thousands and thousands of people in the stadium. Really? Yeah, and she was so kind of nervous in the first one, but she went out there on that stage and she sang it. And and she, I, I could imagine there would have been people right across the globe in tears of joy listening to this little girl singing her heart out. And wow. I was thinking that that's kind of, uh, that kind of infectious affects so many people. You know, it, it's such a lovely thing and people go back and watch it again because it's like, oh, well... You know, so good. Wow, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 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 strange. We can talk about it now, I guess, that even in the most desperate of times, whether it be war or obviously, I'm just starting to get reminders on my phone of two years ago, photos. And that two years ago, pretty much the day was when things were getting pretty serious in the UK in terms of uh, basically everything was shutting down. And you, I don't think they quite received the message formally that you had to stay at home as a legal requirement, but we were getting very close to that. Um, mm. but despite that, you know, uh, I don't know, there, there was, there was a, a part of that time that was quite joyous in terms of, uh, personally speaking, like just spending time with, uh, our little foursome as a family, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the weather was really good. Uh, it was yeah. like, so we were out in the garden every day and mm. had a, we set ourselves quite a nice little routine to keep ourselves occupied. So, you know, I'm conscious that yeah, a lot of, a lot of people were struggling, but at the same time, you know, as a family, we had we had and lots of other people, we had the decision. You know, you kind of is this kind of end of days, and you just kind of share in the misery, or do you actually try and make make the most of it and enjoy enjoy it? And we all have that choice, don't we, all the time? Yeah, yeah, and we have that choice moment by moment, you know, um, and 
it's certainly true when you're working with people that are terminally ill and that kind of stuff. There are some people who are so positive right to the end, to their last breath. And some people that, that lock into the misery and the difficult stuff and they hang into that for sometimes years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that choice between do we do the positive or the negative. And they're kind of things that are kind of easy to say, especially when you're not in it, when you're in difficult stuff, you know, and other people say, no, come on, you just got to smile now and keep going. Mm-hmm. And you want to punch them because it doesn't feel like that where you are in it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, naive when it comes to like the full history of um, like post-Soviet states and all that kind of stuff. But like the, the rise of this, the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, I forgot what his name is. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing. Putin. Oh, oh, oh the Ukrainian. Zelensky. Yeah, the Ukrainian dude. Because he's a he's a he's a comedian by by like trade, isn't he? And a, an actor. Yeah, so yeah. he's yeah. and obviously now he's just, he's got this reputation as yeah, the kind of tough man that stood up to Russia and the Putin, but you can you can tell that he's also got a bit of humanity to him and a bit of a sense of humor there as well. Hmm. Um, which I don't know, must be kind of helping him through the moment. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and tough times. I mean, I hope they don't kill him, um, though they may well, um, as the process goes on and they get closer to him. But um, he he is one of those people to me that will go down in history as an iconic mm. character who's been so strong. Um, mm. And it's like in Maripol, um, in, in the porch that the, the Russians seem determined to destroy. Um, and... Um, the Russians gave them the option to um, to give up and you know submit, and they yeah. said no, no chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll fight to the we'll fight to the last soldier, is mm. what they said. Um, and th- that takes a lot of guts. That takes a lot of guts. It's so easy to crumble. Oh. You know, can't even relate yeah. to it really. I like to think I'd do the same thing and you know risk it all. Mm. And I also like to think that I'd be in the trenches or the equivalent of whatever it, the setup is there, and still be able to crack a few jokes with my fellow uh, soldiers or yeah. comrades and all that. Do you think you'd be able to crack jokes while we've while you've got bombs going off in the streets around you and air air raid sirens and that kind of thing? Well, I mean, I I worked in some hairy situations um, over the years, and the thing that's always struck me is the humour. Um, and the humour is, is usually quite dark humour, um, you know, that other people wouldn't want to kind of get involved in. So, like, the, the sanitised end, where you get people jumping under trains a lot, and there was a big spate of it. And at one of the, the dudes coming up to Christmas, someone said said to someone else, hey, what are you, you getting for Christmas? And he said, oh, I don't mind anything, just don't buy me a jumper. You know, and everybody rolls around laughing because they've all had to deal with people jumping under their trains. Now, I mean, that's not very humorous if one of your relatives has jumped under a train, but it's how people deal with stuff. They use humor, don't they? Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah and I've, I've seen that a lot in the fire service and in, in uh, lifeboats and stuff like that. Yeah, I bet. Well, they say comedy is tragedy plus time. Um, mm. So, yeah, whether that be someone kind of slipping over and making a fool of themselves or, yeah. Yeah. You know, national yeah. like or international full-scale war scenarios but i mean yeah i mean i, I grew up watching a lot of kind of 
Jewish comedians, they're my heroes. A lot of them, you've done it. Yeah, yeah. Woody Allen and the Marx Brothers and even on to mm. Jerry Seinfeld and all that. And there's a lot of kind of within that, or, or Mel Brooks especially, they kind of taking the mickey out of like Nazi soldiers and that kind of thing within, if you watch the producers, which is where, yeah, they make a, um, a production about, yeah, the kind of springtime for Hitler. It's called, it's kind of a gay romp through Nazi Germany, I think is the tagline. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. If you haven't watched the producers, um, yeah, try and track down a copy and, uh, and watch it. Cause yeah, quite often. Yeah. It's a good antidote, isn't it? Comedy and, and humor yeah. and happiness is a good antidote to kind of evil and, uh, and despair. <clears throat> but I can remember, even as a kid, that men would get a bit jollied in the pub and they would start singing the songs that they were singing in the war. And they, you know, they'd be all be, be like Hitler has only got one ball, you know, you know, and, and it would carry on like that. And they were all kind of songs that they must have sung as groups of people maybe in quite terrible situations to kind of denigrate the enemy in their yeah. own minds, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Just to get them through it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. What's the crack of Bhutan, that amazing country? I know we mentioned it a few times over the, over the years, but where? Well, it's, it's the thing that's funny about Bhutan is that uh, they're quite clear. They're saying people measure their gross domestic product in terms of money or production or whatever. <clears throat> and we measure ours in terms of, in terms of happiness because the majority of people in our country are really happy. That's our gross domestic product. Um, and to me, I've never been to Bhutan. Maybe we should go um, do an episode from there. But, um, Ed, I mean, what a lovely aim to have in life, that the gross domestic product of your country, but that people would be happy. You know, forget the rich and the, you know, we've got this and we've got that. You know, people are happy. Yeah. That's lovely. It's a, yeah. it's it's such an obvious thing to go for, and you'd wonder why. Uh, I mean, why more? And you wonder when perhaps other nations will follow suit because it's such a. I was watching um, working at home this morning, and we had this morning on the telly. So it's Philip Schofield, and mm. uh, they did a, a little segment on the Amish way of life. I think there's a. I think there must be a TV show coming out where people from the UK go and live the Amish life for oh, right. X amount of time to kind of, you know, get in the, get in the groove and see if they, how they cope with it. Um, but you kind of, you know, Schofield's kind of, there was a, an Amish family on the live stream from, uh, from the States to talk about their lives. And, you know, Philip Schofield was kind of saying, you know, we're so, we're so, in some ways it's so obvious that we need to pursue that, that way of life more because you know there's so much unhappiness and and the environmental destruction that kind of the chase for more money and more stuff lands us in you know just huge huge with huge issues environmentally and kind of mentally and then you know you, you switch to the next segment and it was some this morning uh uh giveaway they were trying to give away you know free cars that kind of thing <laughs> so this, this one kind of plea for help from philip schofield and, and then five minutes later they're just back in the the groove of just flogging useless rubbish just you know to just to kind of keep yeah. us keep us you know going to the retail parks at, at the weekend just for 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 no real reason sad isn't it yeah yeah but it, it's like um, what is happiness? I know happiness is in the eye of the beholder, like beauty. Um, 
but it, it always comes down to what we think about what we bring about. If we keep mm. focusing on the negative, that's what we get. That's what we feel. That's what we see. It kind of it, it pollutes us in the end. You know? It um, does. I mean, and I'm sure if you if you if you were to study the Amish folks, it, the happiness might not manifest itself as like giggly kind of skipping around fields all day every day kind of just enjoy just like that kind of happiness the Amish way of life is quite hard work in it there's obviously lots to do in terms of food production and um, yeah. building the, the buildings they live in that kind of thing it's full-on it's a full-on kind of life but it's, it's it's a life full of meaning isn't it and kind of you kind of get the sense that they kind of wake up uh, kind of ready in their minds what needs to be done for the day and then they go to sleep or well, they have no trouble getting to sleep because they're so like knackered from hard, you know. <laughs> and they haven't got the television to give them away. Yeah, and they've just put in a proper good shift, you know. But it's kind of yeah. wholesome stuff, I guess. So there's the stuff we yeah. could learn from that, right? Yeah, yeah. And and one of the ways that you can tell, um, you can cut through all, all the cognitive nonsense is to take people's bloods. And then you can see where the happy hormones are and where the stress hormones are, what's going on. Right. Uh, and, and you can get a direct readout of where people are up to. Yeah. Mm. Which which is always really interesting for me. Is that so, something that you can you, you ever organise with some of your uh, clients or do you ever get to, to see that kind of level of No only, only in laboratory work, never never done it out. In the open life, but if you were doing a study of the Amish like that, then the um, that idea that you take bloods um, and you can tell where people are, you know, it's like you're going to have a guy who's in the city in New York who's, who's a kind of a, a dealer of exchange who's telling you how amazingly happy and good and great he is, and you take his blood and he's stressed to hell, you know, he's heading for heart attack in a stroke country, you know. Um, I do, yeah. Rather, rather than just being being relaxed and who he is and enjoying it, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, fascinating stuff. Um, you talk about Headspace as well. I know we uh, we didn't get to meet Andy, the Headspace guru, uh, when we did our interview with Headspace years ago. But yeah, uh, a Headspace, the meditation app, guys, still going strong. <clears throat> oh, they're growing all the time. They're growing all the time. It, I don't know whether it is the biggest app. Um, the biggest mindfulness app out there but I mean they do a phenomenal amount of work for a phenomenal amount of people mm. um, and, and his expanded mm. from his very simple beginning into all kinds of areas, he's got a good team working with him um, and, uh, and he's obviously using more voices than just his own now um, mm. and it's good, it's good and, I mean to me um, I mean, it's easy to say anything that raises people's consciousness out of the gutter is a good thing. Um, but it's like it lifts it really positively, you know. And that's the thing. It's getting to that point where you are being able to feed into the positive so that when you walk down the road, are you looking down at all the mess and the rubbish, right? You're looking up at the sun because it's an attitude of mind. Yes. You know, what do we focus on? And mm. things like Headspace teach you to focus positively, which is good. Mm. Yeah. It's true that, I mean, even on our little walk to school this morning, it was it's kind of grey bin recycling collection day. So, and the, the bin lorry had just been through. So, 
uh, there's loads of litter around because obviously some's kind of fallen out on the way and there's like cardboard everywhere. So it was, that was doing my head in a little bit, but yeah. I like to think we still had a, quite a happy, happy chatty walk to school this morning. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I suppose the key there is you did the walk to school. If wow. you'd been in the, in the metal box, it would have been mush, dump, gone. The four wheel monster. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> don't get me started. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it is possible to be happy within within a car. No doubt about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you are missing out on certain sights and smells and and the wind in your hair and all that kind of stuff, aren't you? <clears throat> yeah, you're not actually in contact with the real world. You're in a bubble, hmm. you're in, a, in an atmospheric bubble, which has your own smells, your own taste, your own sounds in it, and is completely disconnected from the real world around you, the other side of the glass. Yeah. yeah you're not there. Are you? Yeah, I mean, we do that not just in the car. We do that with our homes, don't we? The way that we yeah. build our, in, in the UK, especially in our Englishman's home is his castle and all that. We are quite, we're home birds, aren't we? We love getting back home and shutting the door and closing our, mm. shutting our, ourselves off from the, the rest of the world. <clears throat> shutting the world out. Get I mean, out. Yeah, and yeah. certainly within like suburban UK for you and I, there's, there's not many kind of communal spaces to where people go to share share times together, which is another thing I'm really interested in. Now, interestingly, we went to Sefton Park in Liverpool um, a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only time I've ever been to Sefton Park is to do the run, the 10K. Uh-huh. So I've, I've done that. But to actually go there and actually look at it, because when you're doing a 10K, you're not really focused on, on where you are. But it was amazing the amount of people that were out. And it was a kind of a sunny day. But I was thinking, oh my God! In this in the summer, this must be absolutely heaving yeah. with people, uh, you know, families or playing and having a good time. Um, yeah, well, I was I was very close actually on Saturday. I went, I was doing a talk uh, on Lark Lane, so oh, I, yeah. I took my bike and I got the train over and I cycled up the prom out mm. and then went up up, up Lark Lane and uh, we didn't get as far as Sefton Park, but Lark Lane was just buzzing with. Yeah, cafes and bars and tables all over the place, and uh, but that it's really opened up that whole area, hasn't it? And, yeah. and I wonder whether that is since because I've never seen it like that before, and I wonder whether that is since COVID, you know. Yeah, it is. I mean, during, yeah, people to be together, you know? yeah, they, they kind of doubled the pavement space along Lark Lane and put some quite ugly orange ballards out, but it has meant that there's loads yeah. more yeah. tables and chairs, and the, the, the street was buzzing, man. It was cool, yeah. <laughs> Amazing, aren't they? Yeah. So, I'm sure there's something in that in terms of yeah, just finding your local space uh, and just getting out there and meeting people. But you know that idea about feeling the wind in your hair. Um, when you go out somewhere like Lark Lane, where there's a lot of people who are kind of kicking back and having a good time, <clears throat> um, you're picking up the emotional wind in your hair. You're picking up that positive that you take away with you. Um, and when I came away, I, I was smiling and I was thinking, wow, this is a really nice feeling. Really good. Yeah. You know? Same. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? So what's your, you've got kind of a, an eight point list here of uh, of things, of these things that you do to kind of keep yourself happy. And Well, they are. They are covered a bit in my results, but not all of them. So uh, I, I, shall I just go through them quickly? Should I go through the eight? Go for it, Sean. Yeah, please do. Okay. 
So number one, morning focus. Get up, get your head on the right way around. There's a recording on the site if you've got problems so that you're focused positively to create a positive day. Um, and the other one is you trick your brain. If you smile, even if you're feeling like a bag of crap, if you smile, all the muscles in your face tell your brain something good's going on. Um, and it starts to produce positive endorphins. Now, if you go to the mirror and you smile, you can build the effect. Okay. Yeah. So you can trick your brain. Um, count your blessings. Focus on gratitude. Focus on the good things that are going on, not the bad things. Yeah. Um, supporting other people in daily acts of kindness are things that we know, again, taking the bloods, that they, that they make people feel better. It actually makes people feel, if someone goes and gives money to a beggar, they probably get more positive endorphins than the beggar, you know? Yeah. Because it makes them feel good. Um, life having meaning. It makes me think of Auntie B. Auntie B is staunch <laughs> Roman Catholic. She's 95. She's the most positive person I know. And she's got this really strong kind of faith and belief that keeps her going. Now, I'm not talking about religion. But having that kind of coherent feeling about, you know, why am I here? What am I doing? Where do I belong? How does it work? Is something that makes people live longer, reduces their stress, you know, it makes their life meaningful and purposeful. It changes things, which is really, really good. And the other thing, and this is something that people have spoken to me a lot about over the last year, is the amount of people that have changed the group that they're with. And um, they, they've dumped friends. They've Oof, taken okay. new friends because um, they've realised that those relationships <laughs> don't serve them well. Um, and, and it's COVID that's made them do that. Um, but they, you know, I, I, I've had enough of this. I don't want any more of the negativity. I'm going out of this. I'm not doing it anymore kind of yeah. thing. Um, and the last one I've got in here is the evening review. Now, that is a recording as well if you can use off the site. Yeah. Um, but it was like before you finish the day and you close your eyes and you go to sleep, you know, just go through what was good about today. And it's like if you can go to bed with that smile on your face and you can wake up with a smile on your face and get the positive day going, we're starting to wind up into a more positive, happy space to be in, which is okay. where we need, we need to be, especially now. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, don't forget to do your Wordle. Oh, I saw that as well. Go, go to Wordle. Do you do you do a Wordle every day? I do. Yeah, I've really got in the swing of that. Yeah, it's quite. A, we we do ours in the evening, and uh, Will does it as well. So Bethan and I, and then my eldest, do it together. But kind of, yeah, obviously not getting any clues away. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice little part of our routine. That actually quite enjoy it. <laughs> I have never done a Wordle in my life. Oh my gosh, you're missing out. Well, I'm I'm yeah. quite stubborn usually. I'm the kind of guy that says I'm not doing all that. Everyone else is doing it. It's not for me. But uh, it's a it's a nice little puzzle to do, and it's free, and it's uh, yeah once a day, so you can't get too addicted to it and do thousands in a row. <clears throat> yeah, I'll have to have a go at it. Yeah. <laughs> the other one that I remember looked at. Can you do a Sudoku? Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there are places. I haven't done Sudoku in a while, but um, I was quite into that for a while. I've never done one of those. Either. Oh, really? Yeah. You're going to have to do some inducting with me and show me oh, how. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll pop by again next week and uh, we'll spend half yeah. an hour getting you up to speed. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be a twirdle. 
<laughs> uh, all right, what's your own resource of the week, Sean? <clears throat> well, it, it's um, a magazine article uh, which shows these, you know, eight ways of being positive, goes into depth <clears throat> on them and, and, you know, being happy, creates some happiness in your life. Cool. You know, it's, it's good. Brilliant. Um, I'm going to mention it again. Just If you haven't seen this movie yet, you're, you've, you've got to sort yourselves out. It's called Life is Beautiful. It's an Italian movie from late 90s, probably. Uh, but yeah, it's about a, a fella who has to go and ends up in a concentration camp with his son, a uh, little boy, they're probably four or five years old. Uh, and he has to make, or he doesn't have to, but he chooses to make the experience a happy one for his son. Uh, mm. And it's just the most bittersweet hilarious sad film ever so it's uh yeah you've got to watch it life is beautiful man absolutely okay incredible yeah all right cool you all happy yeah i'm fabulous all right well let's go spread some happiness hey and uh okay see how we go you take care see you sean have a good week bye see ya bye bye